Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer, and my internet is spotty today. It is. It is. We're gonna we're gonna tarry on though. Tony Shiloh is also joining us um, again, which is lovely. We love having you back. Thank you for being with us, Tony. Thanks for having me again. So we are talking about food service heroes and heroines today. And Tony, what uh, what made you excited about food service folks? Um, probably because I had a whole series <laughs> regarding food service heroes and heroines. So that would do it. Absolutely. <laughs> so I think we have a lot of range that we can the talk fun about. Series it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is a good series. Um, we could go from chefs, but then there's also servers, there's delivery drivers, there's bussers, there's all kinds of scope, I think, that we can include in our conversation. So hopefully we have more than just the people in the kitchen to talk about, hopefully. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with just talking about chefs, if that's what we end up doing. That's okay, too. Um, so before we jump into food, uh, to food recommendations, no, not food recommendations, book recommendations, let's talk a little bit about why we love food service heroes and heroines. What is it about people in the food industry that make them such good romance leads? Narelle, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I, I thought about this question. I think that probably for me, because the food service thing is very people orientated, so most people who are doing that work, you're not working behind a computer screen, hiding away in a dark room somewhere. You're out there talking to people, meeting different people. And I think it attracts those um, personalities as well. People that are curious to know, to have those um, interesting conversations. And um, there's a lot of humour and a lot of light moments. And there can be a lot of things go wrong as well yeah. with those types of stories. So I just think there's lots of, I think they're just a really fun story. And it's also people that are doing food service are generally very hard workers as well. There's usually a very strong work ethic that goes with that. So um, you get to sort of see that behind the scenes peak of what's going on in the restaurant or the bakery or the cafe or, or whatever. And yeah, so I just enjoy them. Excellent. Tony, what do you think? I mean, that was an awesome answer. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking probably a little bit more basic, but I just feel like food and romance go hand in hand. Um, and there's just something about a heroine or a hero that can cook. There's that domestic feel it brings into it and has the hopeless romantic thinking of, you know, happily ever afters and could this be real life, you know, for them as a couple. So that was my first thought. <laughs> Love it. Valerie? Maybe. Maybe Valerie. I think I'm here. Yes. <laughs> um, I think uh, it's because there's they're ordinary people, and, and kind of like what you said, Tony. Um, we we all eat, and most of us have to cook if we want to eat, um, or somebody in our household does. And um, so that people who cook and serve are accessible, right? They're they're everyday people, and so um, I think that that's one reason why I like them. I think you guys took everything that I could have possibly added. So I'm, I'm good with that. Um, I think I think you're all absolutely spot on. 
gold stars all around. This is <laughs> all right. So, um, do you think the main roles like chef, baker, restaurant owner make better leads in romance as compared to the server or the table busser, or does it matter? Why or why not? What do you think, Narelle? Um, I'm always fascinated by the table busser language. We don't call our servers okay. busses. Well, servers <laughs> so are different from bussers. Yeah, I know. Okay. We sort of, um, I don't know. I don't know. I just find, I always find the language fun. But anyway, I've just completely distracted myself. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it matters to me. I think there's so much scope within what's happening in those small business environments that it doesn't matter to me whether it's the boss or whether it's the person washing the dishes in the kitchen. I, I mean, I think that the all the people that are involved in those type in that type of work are interesting people. They have the potential to be great heroes and heroines. So I don't really have a preference. Tony, what do you think? She took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Apparently we have, we have all these questions with one answer that we're just going to repeat three times, four times. <laughs> Valerie, do you have anything to add? Um, I think that um, servers in particular have a, a greater scope really in some ways because they have more contact with the public. So they can be ignoring the people in that corner table or sitting down every time they get a chance when their boss isn't looking. Uh, they've got more more to do back and forth with the public, which I think gives, uh, opens things up a little bit. See, I, I am a fan of the chef or the, the baker, the main in the kitchen because, and I think it probably has to do with um, the fact that I love watching cooking shows so much. And so there is an element of skill there and temperament like there's art there's artistry there and so you do get some artistic temperament which makes for drama um they make good dramatic like you think like can you imagine a romance novel with a gordon ramsay like chef as the as the hero that could be super fun um possibly also terrifying depending but you know I mean that's kind of the fun right they're they're dramatic and artistic and they have these big sharp knives that go a thousand miles an hour but don't cut their fingers off so that's that's cool to me they make good they make really good heroes and heroines that way um my husband doesn't let me grate cheese because the cheese grater eats my fingers so you know I admire people who can wield knives very quickly without losing limbs I think that's amazing um so it really is <laughs> yeah right um not that there's anything wrong with servers and all the all the rest of the people involved they're they're great but I will always go for a chef over that if given a choice maybe when I'm I was snotty. at school in high school my home science teacher now I'm going which is a very old language I'm using now was actually a <laughs> professional chef and I was, I used to sit there watching the prax, fascinated by the way she would cut stuff up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And learned how to cut properly. Good yeah. for you. I'm having a Excellent. Share. Yeah. That was fun. All right. Uh, additional comments before we dive into book recommendations. Anybody have something they're burning to add? No, nobody has any burning things to add. That's okay. All right, then let's do book recommendations um, because there are a lot, I feel like, of food service books out there. Um, 
probably because we all love food and you know what better way to incorporate that uh into our readings so um we're never going to hit them all is basically what i'm saying everybody probably has a really big list and if you're listening or watching you probably have 27 other books that we will not even mention so um leave them in the comments even though we might have read them and enjoyed them right yeah yeah um so we'll see what we can get to. Tony, you want to go first? What's your first pick? Oh, yes. So my first pick is um, Carla Laureano's um, Brunch at Bittersweet Cafe. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, even though it's book two in the series, yes, <laughs> I have my own copy of show, but yes, that works too. <laughs> um, even though it's book two, like it was my favorite. Yes. Um, it's, she's a bakery and pastry chef like desserts like what could be better than desserts and romance like they go hand in hand um and I just love the story behind it I loved knowing that the author actually tried a lot of recipes when she was writing this series that's amazing to me as well so um that's definitely my number one that's a great one that's a fin fantastic one Carla gets a lot of airtime on this podcast <laughs> because her books are so good so that's a, that's whole a good series one. yeah a whole so, series we could just say here is the yeah. Saturday Night Supper Club's books if you yeah. love food go read all three yeah for sure yeah. for sure I've never done, done with that one <laughs> <laughs> Narelle what's your first well um Tony's taking the words out of my mouth this time <laughs> <laughs> Friendship with a Sweet Cafe was my first one and I also like the Saturday Night Supper Club mm -hmm. um probably my second favorite um but if make sure you read the Saturday Night so the Saturday Night Supper Club first because yeah. Melody who's the main um the heroine in um, Brunch at Bittersweet Cafe we see how she'd worked with Rachel at Paisley and Rachel had been forced out of the business and she ended up leaving a really good well-paid um, pastry chef job because of her loyalty to her friend and not liking the way things had gone down and what I loved about um, Brunch at Bittersweet Cafe was the opening scenes where she's doing the overnight shift in the bakery and um, working really hard and I think sometimes we forget that people that do those type of baking roles in the chain bakeries and the small businesses mm -hmm. they're starting work often before midnight and are working through and they're long and grueling hours so I really like the realism that was portrayed there and after he um was going and the hero's a pilot and that was a really big plus to me i know it's not about food but, <laughs> and he has a plane that he has with his father so that was a really yes reef you like planes and um flying definitely read this one um yeah and so when his mustang is sort of stuck in the snow on the side of the road because he was silly and didn't take his um suv to the airport um and took the wrong car he gets stranded and sees the light on the bakery and she lets him in and I just love the romance in that as well and I reread it recently and I was just hungry all day <laughs> make, sure, make sure you do not have accessible junk food <laughs> when you are reading this book because you will get hungry yeah so yeah. that's my first one I've just added on to Tony's start excellent excellent Valerie what's your first one that was an interesting warning Narelle <laughs> um, the, the first one that came to mind is uh, Jan Thompson's book, Call for You, because not only is there a chef, there's two chefs. Mm -hmm. And um, they were in competition together in, in high school, and she won and he didn't. And he went off to cook in the cruise line industry, which is also very interesting. Mm -hmm. And she took over her family restaurant, which is open 24-7 in Savannah, which I just can't even imagine a 24-7 
mind you, I live in rural small town <laughs> and nobody would dream of being open uh, 24 hours a day. But uh, it was fun because of just because they didn't get along and because he's eating there with his mom and service is really, really terrible. And he knows that that's not Piper's normal thing. And then he finds out that two of two of her chefs eloped together and are gone. So like she's all of a sudden down two chefs out of her rotation. And so she begs him to help and and he does against his better judgment and and the rest is history and the rest yeah. is history <laughs> very but tasty cool. very tasty history <laughs> i don't think i've read that one how did i miss that one i don't know i don't either that sounds right up my alley all right see we even find and not only that um, but the heroine is deaf so there's that um added little interesting thing in that one as well cool that's very cool. All right. So my first was Secrets of the Heart by Lee Tobin McLean. Um, and that is uh, honestly her whole Romance from the Heart series, which was part of Arcadia Valley, um, were chef owners of a Mexican restaurant, which pretty much the way to my heart is through Mexican food or Tex-Mex. Um, that's <laughs> like, if you bring me queso and guacamole, I, if it's not too illegal, I will do it for you um you know so because that's quite a caveat there yeah yeah <laughs> not I'm not ruling out like little illegal things but big illegal things are off the table but like depending on the guacamole we could talk um so just all the Mexican food I'm kidding by the way mostly but I do love guacamole so um you know, all the Mexican food. And then she um, sort of modernizes it a little bit and makes it more farm to table, which just makes it sound even more amazing. Um, and then you throw in there, like just the, because they are uh, Latin in origin as well. You've got the fairy tempers and just the over the top emotions and drama um, that go and the grandmother, right? And yeah, um, the whole thing is just fantastic. And it's sort of a family saga with the restaurant. And I just love it. Yeah, and that's a good one. Yeah, you will also, again, still be hungry all the time. So have some chips nearby. Possibly that was guacamole. on my list as well. <laughs> or possibly <laughs> chips and uh, guacamole. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Oh, I love guacamole. Does anyone <laughs> not like guacamole? What? Does anyone here not like guacamole? Do we no, it's the favor? best. I hope not. Yeah, I don't okay. understand people who don't like guacamole. I don't. I'll eat your guacamole for you, but I won't understand you while I'm doing it. So well, I, guess, I guess we'll find out in comments to this right? episode, right? Whether people are on board or not with yeah. guacamole. Yeah. I have a family member with an allergy to banana and avocado. And if they eat guacamole, they'll start with the lips swell. And yeah. That's sad. It's, That's awful. Yes. Sad. My favorite. Sad. Like if you've seen the second Despicable Me movie where he has at the party with the big hat with guacamole, like with that, I want one of those, like the big chip hat just filled with guacamole. That sounds amazing to me. <laughs> Valerie's like, where did we go wrong? We're totally off the rails here. We're talking food. We're all good. We are. All right. Yeah. Next book, Tony, what's your next, what's your next book? <laughs> 
It's funny, while everyone said theirs, my brain kept thinking of more and more books. I was like, ooh, this one, ooh, that one. Yeah. So now I'm kind of frozen, but I'll, I'll stick with my list just in case. <laughs> I was going to pick um, Becky Wade's Sweet On You mm -hmm. uh, because chocolate, she's a chocolatier. And how can you not like chocolate? Like, it's Fair. one of those things. <laughs> um, and I love the fact that it was friends to more. Um, there's like this scene where it like finally hits her that just has me like grinning from ear to ear. I'm like, ah, oh, you were slow, but now that you got it, like <laughs> I'm all here for the swooning. Nice. Yeah, cool. Very good. Narelle? Um, what will I jump to? So I've been reading a lot of um, Terry Farris's series recently. I just, um, if you go back to September on the blog, I did a blog post on her, I reviewed her series of all the romance romances in it and so the one that I'm going to talk about for this one is You Belong With Me which is mm -hmm. the first book in her Restoring Heritage series and with her what I, one of the things I loved about these books is there was a main romance and then there was a romantic subplot and the romantic subplots were super fun and this one is Beth Cope um, it's a love triangle so yes and it's really fun with this one so my favorite character in the series is unfortunately the girl that misses out um but the girl that does win the guy is um a chef in the kitchen of the diner and so the setup for the for this particular romance is that it's his aunt and uncle who um own this diner and they aren't able to be there and they have to go away so he takes over managing the diner and of course it's his ex who went to Paris after he Ditcher, um, who's come back as a chef and um, is in the kitchen. So I really like that ro the romance dy dynamics in the kitchen. So you've got the boss and the chef who um, have to navigate the fact that he suddenly has a fiance that she's come back to. So that was super fun. So I really like um, when I, the, the internal employee employee employer dynamics, which in real life could be incredibly problematic because of the way our, all our laws are on workplaces. In fiction, that doesn't matter. You can just have fun. <laughs> you can have it be a problem if it suits the plot. And right. if not, yes. you can ignore it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, Valerie, what's yours? Well, it seems like we should talk talk about Elizabeth Madry's book, uh, Splash of Substance. <laughs> um, and Paige is probably the first, this is probably the first book of yours that I read, Beth. And uh, Paige is a caterer in Washington, D.C., and she is um, trying to lean her business over towards like a farm to table thing. And so she is catering um, a political event for Jackson, who's an aide. And uh, yeah, there's just a lot of conflict there. Opposites attract, but not without a whole lot of that. <laughs> So that one was fun and because I enjoy the whole farm to table thing in real life as well as in stories, I really enjoyed um, that particular book. And then we get to visit her restaurant and some of the other um, stories as well that she has that wide open. So good, good times. Excellent. And how did I miss putting that on my list? Sorry, I'm going to do okay. this probably the whole episode. That one. <laughs> because, because we could have picked from like, I don't know, 400 books. Yeah. Yeah. There and were, we can there, only talk about like 10. Yeah. yeah. So many choices. Um, so my next one actually is um, Tacos for Two by Betsy St. Amand, which mm -hmm. comes out soon, but not yet. Um, it's not out yet. So, haha. -ha. <laughs> 
Um, it's fun to read arcs sometimes. <laughs> this was I'm a waiting on mine. It's uh, taco trucks, dueling taco trucks with a you've got mail nod. Uh, well, fairly large nod to you've got mail, which makes it fun. And um, it just, I, I mean, well, like I've got now two, te two Tex-Mex slash Mexican. I like Tex-Mex slash Mexican food a lot. It is, it is my love language. So, um, so, so I want to know if Betsy Cinnamon's book had that big hat with the guacamole around no, the she, she missed oh, she, that opportunity so to have, she yeah, failed. she did. Okay. She failed on the chip guac hat thing so it's really sad it is super sad super I sad i love that book but you know i read it and i did not get the you got mail thing until someone told me about it oh really interesting. That interesting no maybe i wasn't thinking or looking for it but i i'm like oh that was so much in the story but i just did not see it when i was reading it so oh. there you go okay <laughs> all right so if you're not a you've got mail fan read the book anyway because you might miss yes. it so <laughs> Because it's a good yeah, story either way. It, yeah. it is. It's a super cute story. Yeah. All right, Tony, do you have, we, we've got time. time to squeeze three in. Squeeze another one in, Tony. What you got? Um, okay, so I went with the series this time, even though I only have the one book to show. It's Hillary Matton Lodge's Two Blue Door series. It's so good. Like all of the books. I'm not generally a love triangle person. Um, they make me too anxious because what if the author picks the wrong person? So it's very real anxiety for me. So I usually steer clear of them, but again, I don't read blurbs. So, you know, sometimes I get tricked into reading them anyways. <laughs> anyways, um, so her, this romance goes over three books and you're following the heroine um, who's a restaurant owner and her quest of finding love, but also to get her restaurant open, which if I remember correctly, she names the two blue doors. So it's a really good book. There's trip to Italy in there because Italian food should yeah. be like everyone's second under Mexican food, obviously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was there for the food, the romance, um, even the love triangle <laughs> because it was worth it in the end. <laughs> okay, right. excellent. Narelle, you got a third that you can squeak in? Well, I'm going to mention um, your, I'm going to mention two. I'm just going to quickly mention the Baxter Family Bakery series, Elizabeth. You're such a rebel. Patty Valley. <laughs> I am. I love that book. And the, just the one thing that I really liked, and I mean, Donuts and Daydreams was the third book, which is mm -hmm. where Gloria has her romance. But you actually, I love the setup in the earlier books where she'd come into the bakery and he'd go and serve her. And it was that really sort of cute, oh, we're interested in each other. And I think that really sums up one of the reasons I like food service books is you've got those interesting dynamics where people can sort of come in every day and sort of become friends through mm. through that shared um, location. And I think particularly in lockdown, I really miss being able to just go into a cafe and talk to people. <laughs> sure. Like something you took for granted is now something that's a very special event when we finally reopen. Yeah, that's the first one. The second one is um, Tony Shiloh's Maple Run series. Yeah. And um, I could I was sitting here thinking, which one is it that I like the best? And that's that's so hard in a series. But I'll talk about Risking Love, where um, Nikki's the hostess at the diner mm -hmm. at the at the Maple Pit. Yeah. So and with Shorty, I thought that was a really fun story. And um, a lot of the, um, the scenes in the story sort of tie into what's happening at the Maple Pit. 
and um, it's just so fun. It was a fun series. A I don't series. remember each story separately, but I do remember having a, a happy glow reading <laughs> and, through them. So, and the maple themed food, like that's something very different for me. I, I don't usually eat maple syrup even. I'm not probably big on maple. So I found that learning about food that I don't normally eat fascinating as well. So I enjoyed that. I stayed hungry the entire time I wrote that series. I'm not surprised. I believe it. I wasn't yeah. going to ask you how many kilos you, your pounds you put on. You must have, unless you were writing on like a treadmill. Right. That's when you need a walking desk for sure. Right. Yes. And yeah, that does seem like a bit of a rude question. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's the danger for authors, isn't it? I mean, if we sit here and write all these foodie books, then we're going to be exercising the same length of time we're writing. <laughs> All right, Valerie, what you got? Um, what have I got? Let's see. I think I'm going to have to go with one of mine. I'm going to go with Lavished with Lavender. And speaking of Italian chefs, we've got one there. His name is Tony. Um, the story takes place about a, a good chunk in his restaurant, Antonio's, which he's just getting up off the ground, but it also revolves around the fact that he lives, um, he, he's just come back to the city and he's living with his grandmother who's had a fall and they have to hire a caregiver and the caregiver can't cook at all and he can't do the care because he's so busy with his restaurant. Yes. So we've got two people who, for the first time uh, that I wrote, uh, two people with this very same personality traits who are just like every every time and she like she can't even boil water without burning it so it's it was a lot of fun to to um have that juxtaposition in there as well and then yeah all the delicious italian food that i got to write about was fun it was a good one I will scratch that one off my list. Actually, I had I was I was just planning on mentioning both your Farm Fresh and your Urban Farm Fresh series because you can't really turn a page yeah. in almost any of the books without hitting something tasty. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. Food. yeah, I love language. <laughs> so instead, I will just squeak in um, her brother's best friend by Hannah Jo Abbott, uh, where Emily is a chef. Um, for her mm -hmm. career and so she's also the go-to cook for the friends and family and what I really thought was fun in the course of the book is she discovers that she is celiac she has a celiac disease so she as a chef that's kind of a disaster to have to now avoid all things gluten um, and so that part of her journey is really interesting um, and I thought it was really well done which Hannah I know has a one of her kids is celiac. So it's a, it's a personal thing that she knows a lot about. So I'm sure that factored into being able to do it so well. But um, I just thought it was an interesting twist because there's a whole element of what do you do when your career, you know, kind of gets tipped sideways by a big thing like that. And how does that impact everything else that's going on in your life? That's a great twist, yeah. I think, to a, a restaurateur kind of story for sure i mean it'd be like if tony's fam you know little restaurant now you like you're allergic to maple like I know, right? what 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 are you gonna do <laughs> cry yeah cry right <laughs> it would be bad cry and probably have to move to a whole new town 
Right. Very, very sad existence. Yeah. Sounds so. like another future topic. Yeah. Books with those <laughs> twists. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. That would be fun. Big twists. All right. Oh, but then, but then we've got too many spoilers, maybe. Yeah, I was just thinking part of part of the problem is some of those twists come at the end and they're like the, the little yeah. dig there at the end. So it's like grand gestures where we ruined a whole bunch of books for people. <laughs> we'll have to look for some of that where the twist is is built in early on. Yeah. Oh, we'll think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to do another grand gestures episode I was at the end of that one I'm like wow I hope everybody has read all of these books already because we just ruined a whole bunch of books for a whole bunch of people spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) and that across the whole episode right yeah so oh my goodness all right we are now over time so that's exciting so (laughs) that's because Tony's fun to talk with thank you Tony for joining us tell us what you're up to book wise where we can find you in your books, that sort of thing. Sure. I'm coming off a bunch of deadlines so I can breathe a little easily. Turned in a manuscript to Bethany House and Love Inspired. Um, and you can find me on TonyShiloh.com and it has all my social media links because they don't all match. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's excellent. All right. Great. Um, if you have comments, tell us what books we missed. We know we missed them. Um, they probably are on our list. We just, you know, we're not doing a three-hour podcast. It's 30 minutes. So uh, let us know what we missed or which ones we hit that you haven't read yet. And um, do that in a comment on YouTube or on the Story Chats Facebook page, either one. And thank you so much for joining us at Story Chats. Let us... Um, already said let us know your thoughts so you can find everything you need to know about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats and um if you're watching on youtube don't forget to hit the notification bell and subscribe so you never miss an episode in the meantime we'll see you next week so don't forget to fall in love with a good book bye everybody bye bye everyone